Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. Thanks so much for listening. If you're new with us, we have a new podcast every single Wednesday. We want to invite you guys. Go ahead and hit subscribe if you haven't yet. And for all of you who are sharing this on social media, thanks again, uh, because you're inviting your friends and your family to be a part of our Life Fellowship family. It's a growing family. It's so a growing So one. cool. In fact, uh, in case you haven't heard the news and you're listening, we at Life Fellowship continue to expand our outreach, not only with what's going on with kids and yeah. teenagers, but right now there's over 5,500 men and women awesome. in correctional facilities. And we've just expanded into other states now that are uh, engaging in services yeah. and their lives are being changed. And there's like this revival that is happening in, in the correctional facilities. It's pretty cool. And we it's so cool. It. Yeah. Because it's one of the, the, the Great Commission, go into all the world. And we're going to go to those that are in tough places and we're going to reach them. And I'm just thankful for all that God has been doing. Today, though, I am so excited. We're going to be addressing the topic of releasing your child's full potential. And today, I am so excited to have our children's pastor from Life Fellowship, Matt Ferguson. Welcome, Matt. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. Yeah, join us today. Yeah, we're going to have so much fun. I have been so impressed with with Pastor Matt and uh, really the the wealth of... uh, children's in knowledge that he has on the inside of him, but not just that, but really coming alongside the, the parents and mm-hmm. helping them yeah. to raise godly kids. And that's our our goal around here. We, we don't want parents doing this by yourself. Mm-hmm. So we want to equip you and empower you. And today is all about giving you some of that information. In fact, you ready for this? Next week, we're going to have a second uh, podcast all about parenting as well, thinking about your kids with the end in mind. Yes, intentionally parenting them to be who God created them to be. Yeah, And it's going to be powerful. So we got two power-packed weeks (laughs) of parenting skills. I mean, that's a lot of P's. (laughs) And yeah, so, hey, um, the truth is uh, we are all getting, at least I am, I feel like I'm getting a little bit older. Our kids are no longer... uh, the jury is still out on our kids. Still, they've still not left the house. They're yet. pretty great kids. They're incredible, but kids. they're mostly grown up. Yeah, eighteen and uh, twenty years old for people who don't know our family. But yeah. in fact, this morning, interesting enough, I was up uh, oh like five fifty because the dogs were barking, and I'm getting some coffee cooked. And my son comes walking down the stairs. He's eighteen years of age with a Bible in his hand to go out the door to gather with some other teenagers here at the church mm-hmm. to go pray together. Mm-hmm. And I went. That's a win. It's a great kid. Yeah. Yep. I was just so so impressed. But the fact is, uh, I've got some dad jokes just to kind of kick these off here. All right. Uh, these are some signs. Before we get into the nitty gritty of today, this is solely Pastor Chris. No one else has signed off on uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> these jokes. Hey, people like them. I've heard that there is a We've group they of like uh, of ladies in India that love oh. my jokes. Oh wow! All the way from India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know your market. And so it was. <laughs> 
It was pretty, pretty incredible. So here, uh, these are some signs that you're no longer young. Okay, okay. Here's the first one. You're asleep, but others worry you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's good. We all have the image of our sweet old grandmas when they get really, 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 really old. And you're like, oh yeah, are okay. they just sleeping over there? How about this one? When you are proud of your lawnmower... <laughs> <laughs> you're officially a dad or old. Maybe, or you're, at least you're not a, a kid anymore. Uh, how about this one? You sing along with the elevator music. Yes, I actually do that, I think, but I'm not old. <laughs> no. How about you constantly talk about the price of gasoline? Chris, that's you. We do that all day. the time. Do you remember when we were engaged? It was 87 cents. I thought it was 78 cents. In fact, I'm the guy now that when I go to Kroger and I get those uh, special discounts, or whatever, I'll take a picture of that at times. Of how cheap your gas of how was? Cheap, look at how cheap I got my gas today. Uh, how, how, <laughs> how about this one? You enjoy hearing about other people's operations. No, that's a weird one, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wear black socks with sandals. You, you might be getting older. Uh, your ears are hairier than your head. Okay, now I, I just feel personally attacked at this point. Like. <laughs> uh, this last one is so awesome. Everything hurts, and what doesn't hurt doesn't work. All right. Uh, so those are some signs that you're no longer young. <laughs> but our kids are, and they got more energy than they know what to do with. Okay, so let's get down into some uh, good teaching today on releasing your child's full potential. And I wanted to start it off with this psalm, and then uh, let, let's start drilling down on this. Um, it says in Psalms 127, verse 3, it says, Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from Him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. And uh, there's so much information right there about raising our kids in those mm. few verses there. Uh, and I want to I talk about them uh, today. In fact, you know, when I think about some of the, the people in, in the Bible that were young, that were massively used of God, uh, you think about the disciples. They were mostly young people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm thinking back to when we um, were just, you know, coming through the Christmas season and talking about Mary being such a young mom and knowing an estimation. Definitely she was probably a teenager, some estimates as young as 13, maybe 15, 17, something like that. Um, when she, you know, found out that she was going to become the mother of um, the Lord. So. Listen, every revival that has ever happened on this planet has happened through young people. God has his hand upon the young people. Mm -hmm. And it's our responsibility as parents to help mm -hmm. raise up yeah, a generation. 100%. Mm -hmm. that will really champion the cause of Christ. And I've said this before, that if we don't reach this next generation, every value that we've held dear to for the last 200 years mm -hmm. will be gone mm -hmm. in one generation. Like our yeah. kids are the most important uh, part of that all. You know, the thing I'm just impressed with about Disney is this, that Disney went after the kids and they got the world. They yeah. won the world. Yeah. And we've got to make sure that we are raising up our kids in the same way. I mean, think about David. He was a teenager. 
You think about that. God used him to deliver Israel yeah. from her enemies, and nobody believed in David. Yep. Not his brothers, not the other... Uh, not his dad, not well, anybody. His, yeah, they just said he's not kind the of king, that teenager out in the field. Only God. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just really important that we are of the mindset that we are going to raise up great godly kids. Uh, Matt, let, let me ask you this question yeah. here. Uh, most parents in churches, mm -hmm. they don't make an investment. Here's what I've seen. Most, most of them don't make an investment in their children until mm -hmm. they hit crisis mode. Correct. So I remember in youth ministry, I remember having so many parents sit down with me saying, my 15-year-old is out of control, my 16-year-old, my 14-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't get them to come to church. They won't listen to me. They're what being, do I do? Yeah. The truth is, I think- Well, you got to start young. It starts much earlier. And if you're yeah. listening yep. to this, you're at a great starting point. And, and mm -hmm. if you are at that age, there's incredible things happening in this uh, in the student ministry here where your kids can Absolutely. get plugged in. Absolutely. But I mean, I guess you've seen yeah. that too, huh? So I, you know, spent years in student ministry and family ministry throughout my my career with with various churches here in the area. But you know, what you say very is very much true. Mm -hmm. A kid hits 13, 14, 15, they go through that awkward adolescent pubescent stage, and all of a sudden the issues that were used to be cute and funny and were kind of party party tricks, like, oh, look, they tell me no, or look, they say this, or oh, is that funny? And then they turn 13 and they get acne and they smell. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is not funny yeah, anymore. Yeah. And so for me, it really is like when, I, when I'm with parents in those zones of like, we have hit a crisis. At that point, we are in crisis management and we're in triage and we're trying to put band-aids on to get through a scenario mm -hmm. and then work backwards to get to the root of the problem. But what I'm telling you is, is if you will begin what I call regular maintenance with your kids, mm -hmm. just like your lawn, just like your car, yep. every 3,000 miles we take our car in and get the oil changed. Like if we're going an extended period of time without checking in with our kids or without setting up systems and routines mm -hmm. for regular um, feedback and training to happen great, and parenting yeah. to happen, like you're going to look up in the mm -hmm. blink of an eye and they're going to be 15 and making crazy decisions and you're going, how in the heck did we get here? And so what uh, what my heart is, is for parents, is meant not only just to find community and to find life here at Life Fellowship and to find um, hope and joy, but also to find tools and resources that they can take home. Yes. Because he here's the truth. Um, I would not say it's true here, but I've seen it other places like Sometimes I'll meet a parent who says, hey, we're here. We're here for the 9 a.m. service. Here's my kid. Fix them. Or here's my kid. Teach them. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the one hour of week they get of Jesus that yeah. week. That but is really, just not going to cut and it. That's not going to cut yep. it. But if I can get with mom and dad and give yep. them some resources and help them create some patterns for the yes. other six days of the week, well, then we can start making some lifelong change. So. I'm 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 feeling this one today, and so this is what we're going to do. So uh, the scripture that I read you earlier talked about that the Bible refers to our children as arrows, mm -hmm. and so I want to give you three thoughts about arrows that are going to help us in being able to train up our children. All right, so here's the very first point: arrows must be harvested. Tatum, why don't you read what James says there? James two seventeen says, "So you see, faith isn't itself isn't enough." Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. All right, so we've got to have uh, not just faith in our kids. We got to have some action along with that. So uh, it's faith with works. Mm -hmm. We got to work on uh, harvesting and mining the gold out of them. You know, I came across this article uh, a couple years ago by Dr. Ken Lehman. 
And he wrote this article as if a child were speaking to his or her parent. And Tatum and I, you, you and I have found these helpful when we've raised our kids. And I think that maybe these practical things will help you too. Here's the first thing he wrote. 10 things. I'm going to say them quick. Here's the first one. My hands are small. Please don't expect perfection whenever I make a bed, draw a picture, or throw a ball. Mm -hmm. My legs are short, so slow down so that I can keep up with you. Here's the second thing. My eyes have not seen the world as yours have, so let me explore it safely. Don't restrict me unnecessarily. Number three, housework will always be there. I'm only little for a short time. Take mm -hmm. time to explain things to me about this wonderful world and do it willingly. Mm -hmm. Here's the fourth one. My feelings are tender. Don't nag me all day long. You wouldn't want to be nagged for your inquisitiveness. Treat me as you would like to be treated. That's good. Number five, I'm a special gift from God. And reassure me as God intended you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, hold me accountable for my actions, giving me guidelines to live by and disciplining me in a loving manner. Number six, I need your encouragement, but not your empty praise to grow. So go easy on the criticism. And remember, uh, you can criticize the things I do without criticizing me. Yeah, that's mm. good. Number seven, give me the freedom to make decisions concerning myself. I mean, permit me to fail so that I can learn from my mistakes, and then someday I'll be prepared to make the decisions that life is going to require of me. Number eight, don't do things for me that make me feel like my efforts didn't measure up to your mm -hmm. expectations. I know it's hard, but don't compare me with my brothers or my sisters. That's good. Number nine, don't be afraid to leave for the weekend. Kids need vacation from their parents, and parents need vacations from their kids. Come on. Besides, it's a great way to show us kids that your marriage is something special. Mm. And the last one, take me to church regularly, mm. setting a good example for me to follow. I enjoy learning more about God. Mm -hmm. mm. Those are great. And I think those are some great things that we can put into place to help harvest the gold out of our, out of our children. Mm-hmm. And so again, there's, I know I spoke a lot on that point there, but I just, I'm, I'm just passionate about seeing potential on the inside mm -hmm. of our kids because they're a blank page. And hey, parents, you get the opportunity through God's help to write an incredible story and help release the purpose and the dreams and the gifts of God that are in the inside of them so that they can be all that God's called them to be. Amen. That's a good word. Woohoo! All right, let's go to the next one. Here's the second thing. Arrows must be shaped and formed. Proverbs twenty two fifteen, It says this, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction Hallelujah. will drive it far from him. <laughs> I mean, think about this. When you read through the gospels, how many times Jesus had to correct his disciples? My goodness. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Peter told Jesus that he didn't have to go to the cross and Jesus right away instantly said, Satan, get behind me. The disciples, they were arguing about who's going to be the greatest of them all. And Jesus turns around and said, who's ever going to be the servant is going to be the greatest of yeah, them all. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was constantly taking moments and correcting them. Yep. And to correct is different than punishing. So we're, we're, we're not trying to prove ourselves right, uh, but we're actually trying to change a behavior on the inside of them. Yeah. It's so about shaping, we're right? We're shaping yeah. those arrows so that they can be used in the hand of God. Yeah? Love it. It's true. And I think it... Um, I think it looks differently, honestly, from child to child. Sure. So 
you know, certain kids you can look at, they get, you give the stern like mom look and they melt and start crying and you know, okay, that was discipline for them. They feel horrible Mm -hmm. about what they did. Other kids, depending on their personality. I remember one time (laughs) I called my mom a bad name. Whoa. Yeah, I was, I was pretty. Mm -hmm. Chris, hold on one second. Were you you the kid that your mom could look at you and you would cry? No. Okay. See, I was. No, I know. Your dad would have board meetings. Yeah. He'd have board meetings. He, would he line just had all to the kids up. look at me, and I would be, and I just would start crying. And then most of the time, I didn't get as many spankings. But tell a quick story. No, we story. had long, long board meetings, and and uh, the place <laughs> of the meeting was on my behind. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> 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 but um, pa. What were you going to say about your mom? Let me, let me just say this, okay? So, in correcting, let me encourage parents: don't create broken arrows. That's good. So don't destroy your children's potential with those negative words. Because listen to this, kids are going to do stupid things. Of course, we all are. Adults do too, right? Yeah. I remember when I was in student ministry, we took we were had like 65, 70 kids. We were going to Mexico. We were on a plane. I remember that. There was a kid sitting right next to me. The, the kid- He was on the aisle seat. He was on the aisle seat. Yeah. Yep, sitting I right next to me. So he, he was ordered, a teenager. Teenager ordered a water. Just and he's he got the water and he was kind of like staring off into nowhere. And there's, I mean, the plane is packed, packed. And, and we are the people with sixty five teenagers, yeah. so it's packed with people who are. <laughs> and like, we all have the same shirts on, so they all know that they all belong to on me on our long flight. But the kid the gets this whole thing of water, gets it, and then looks around and then just dumps it. He begins pouring it pouring out in the aisle, in the middle of the aisle, a whole cup of water. And Chris is like, "What are you doing, man? Like, why'd you do that?" I don't know. <laughs> you know. Mm, yep. We had not thinking. We had one. We had, listen. We had one thinking. where we were, we were on a trip down to Waco for youth convention. We had all these teenagers, and we were in a a, a people mover that had no air conditioning. Fine. And one of the kids had an afro, and we yeah. stopped at a convenience store. I he goes in, too. buys the biggest jar of Jif peanut, peanut butter. butter. Takes you won't it, even believe what he did. his hand into there and puts it. All in his hair. He smears his hair full of peanut of butter, peanut butter. on a sweaty bus without air conditioning. Great <laughs> question, Matt. We were like, "Why are you so, doing that?" That's so gross. I was in the back seat with my two young children, and there's like 50 kids on the bus, and this guy's rubbing peanut butter in his hair because kids do just crazy. Can. Yeah, just because. I Matt, guess. what's something stupid you did as a teenager? Oh, well, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. But one time, <laughs> I did lead uh, same scenario mission trip. Kids, uh-huh. actually, we're going on. Summer camp down to the beach. Took the kids down, came back. Kids are off the bus. We're tired. I'm ready for everybody to go home. And I see this mom across the parking lot, and she's got the mad mom look that you're very familiar with if you've ever been a student pastor. And she comes across that parking lot in like four steps, nose to nose with me. Let me have it. How could you do this? How could you let this happen? And I'm like, I don't know what this lady is talking about. And her kid kind of comes sheepishly Mm. over. And I notice that his shirt has a little blood on it. And I was like, what? What? what, what, what's going on here? He decided that he wanted to get a body piercing <gasps> on the back of the bus <gasps> with a push pin. Oh, so two of his buddies held him smart. down. Another buddy <gasps> gagged his, put his hand over his mouth so he couldn't scream. And the other guy did the piercing. Oh, and the mom was looking at me and I was like, goodness. I was in the front of the bus, but I guess I'm the adult <laughs> here. So here we go. <laughs> I mean, kids will do the dumbest. And to this day, that kid still, I'm in contact with him and he still every now and then will ding me on Facebook. And be like, oh, remember that goodness. time I did? I was like, I do remember it well, buddy. <laughs> and you're going to reap what you sowed one day. Well, listen, there's a, yeah. there's a science behind that. You ready for this? Time Magazine reports on the study of the adolescent brain. 
By age six, a child's brain has achieved 95% of its adult structure. But the last 5% of development is done during the teenage years to the early 20s. Hmm. So it's during that time frame that the brain is going through more changes than at any other time except hmm. right after birth. So the majority of change in development in, a, in the brain's prefrontal cortex, that's where it's taking place. And that's what governs, you ready for this? Executive thinking, <laughs> which is the ability to use logic and make sound decisions and size up potential risks. So this explains why a teenager will shoplift a pack of <laughs> gum with a $5 bill in their pocket. <laughs> There's still no excuse for that, but I mean, come on. It's not, it's not, it's not formed all the way. So what this means <laughs> for us is that we're going to have to limit the effects of their undeveloped little brains, all right? Yep. We've got to come alongside and, and help that. They still need So we're going to form them. Right, okay? yes. So, so we're going to take, we're going to, we're going to mine the gold out of the inside of them. We're going to form those arrows. And then here's the last one. Arrows have got to be released in God's timing mm -hmm. to hit their bullseye. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're at that stage right now, Tatum. We're, we're starting to enter into that. Yeah, definitely much more independence, uh, which is the goal, right? You want to be able to launch your kids well, that they're not dependent on us for everything as they were 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, There's a statement that we, that you made uh, a couple podcasts ago about our children that are, that are growing out of the home. Help we me want remember. To create help me remember. Wings and, a, and, and nets. I think we talked to, yep. I was about to say, I think we talked about a safety net. Yeah. I'm not remembering the wings, but well, I'm we want to give them wings explain. to fly. But we, we also want to create a safety net that, that there's always this place where they can come on back to. That's right. That regardless, we want to help them to fly, but at the same time, if they do stumble, we want them to know that we're going to be here to we're catch you. Them. It's not, yeah. Listen, First Corinthians thirteen eleven says, "When I was a child, I talked it like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things." And, uh, you know, if you're a teenager that is listening and you're getting ready to, to graduate and go on off, or uh, maybe you're a young adult, just, just remember this. In an arrow in God's hands, the arrow always has to go backwards before it can be released to go forwards. And sometimes, you know, that's that awkward years of your life that you just, it's, it's difficult moving out of the protection of mom and dad's yeah. home yeah. and being launched into your own. It's just, you always feel a little bit, where do I fit? Yes. You still mm -hmm. feel like I want to be a kid, but at the same time, you still want to feel this independence to, and uh, just understand that in those, in it's that season, totally normal. God is at times, it's going to feel like you're going backwards, mm. but that's only because you're going to be thrown and, and shot forwards because as you've been crafted, in you're going to be able hand. to hit that yeah. bullseye. Yes. That's a great analogy. And so parents always create a net for them because they're, they're, there's going to be a strong chance that they're going to they're going to need something to stumble fall into. while yeah. they're trying to fly. Yeah, yeah. I know I I experienced that. I definitely did. Um, and I'm thankful that I had a I had a mom and dad that didn't criticize me. They yeah. stood with me. Mom and dad just encouraged me. And I think back on it now. You know, um, after I graduated high school and I went off to Bible college and I went to one Bible college and then went to another Bible college and just trying to find my place. Mm -hmm. And never once did my parents ever criticize that I was kind of trying to trying to figure find it my out, footing right? in yeah. things. Mm -hmm. They just always encouraged me and loved me and spoke highly of me. Mm -hmm. and I, I never remember them speaking down to me. Mm. 
And that's difficult when you want your kids to fly and be successful. Yeah. But just remember that you were once that age. That is such a great reminder, yep. babe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, we're raising up champions, and your kids are arrows, and let's let them, let's let them fly to hit those bullseyes. And take these years right now, and Tatum, I want you to speak to the mom out there that's maybe struggling with, with, their, uh, with their child and like, man, I, I feel like I'm overwhelmed. Maybe, maybe it's a single mom. Maybe it's somebody that's just going through all kinds mm-hmm. of, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I would just um, encourage you, uh, whether you're a single mom or, uh, or a married mom, the job is, the task is hard, right? Raising kids. So my, one of my um, strongest encouragements, I think, would be for you to know that the Lord there has equipped you to be the parent of this child, no matter how difficult um, the toddler years might be, the newborn years might be, you sort of hit these phases of um, then those tween years and then mm. those teenage years where you con- constantly, to a certain degree, I think it, it's fair to say, phase after phase after phase, you think, how do I parent through this with this particular child or this particular personality in the role that I'm in, the job that I keep, the household I'm running, you know, all the things. Um, it's very easy to become overwhelmed by that. But just coming back to... Um, you know, the Lord gave you this child specifically, and and there's no accident mm-hmm. or question about that. And so that also means then that He has equipped you specifically to parent and to raise this child to be the person that God has created them to be. So it is within you. Um, for those of you who may doubt or feel that, I just can't do it. It's just too much. This is too hard, or the child's personality is too challenging. You know, whatever those questions um, or or fears about what you may be coming into in the next season, um, you know, just know that you are the you are the mom, you are the dad that um, God chose for this child. So He's going to equip you to do it. You have everything within you um, that they need. Yep. And um, yeah, just with the lord you're going to you're going to get through it it's and i would just want to say one more thing just quickly about teenage years because i think for us as parents um i know when our kids were young the most common thing that we heard about teenagers was how difficult that the years would be how hard that they are and how oh just wait until just wait until and it always you know as as parents of young kids made us think why does everybody say that <laughs> you know and i'm not saying that there aren't hard times of parenting teenagers of course but for us those ha- these have been some of the funnest most fulfilling you better incredible years of having kids when they're teenagers they're awesome so don't look at it with dread i think you do the hard work every year of your child's life of being mm-hmm. the best parent you can be and don't look look to the future as if it's something that's going to be awful. It's going to be incredible. Like the Lord's on your side. He's with you and he's with your child. It's You can look to it with excitement. Like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. We've loved it. I'm not just saying that. We sure have. Yep. And, and let me just say this as well before we close. Um, one of the biggest things that I have seen the enemy do in the the lives of parents is that he has lied to parents and he has told you that you are a horrible parent yeah, because of something that your children are doing or a phase that they're in right now. And I just want you to be reminded that that's a lie. You are not a horrible parent. You have the potential on the inside of you 
to pour life and truth on the inside of them. And sure, we all stumble. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all lose our temper at times and say something we shouldn't have said. But yeah. the fact is, you're not a horrible parent. You care about your children. That's why you're listening to this podcast yeah. today. And so I just I just want to close by just praying um, over every single um, parent. And uh, Matt, you want to just close us out sure. with, a, with a prayer, just praying over our parents? Sure. God, we are just honored to be able to call you Father and to be able to call you Abba and how you are the ultimate spiritual parent to us all. So God, as we, in the days and weeks ahead, as we continue to navigate parenthood, those that are listening all across the nation, all across the world today, God, would you just speak truth and life and hope into their families? And God, would you help them to see not just the challenges of parenthood, but the joys as well. And that even in the midst of a crazy season, where maybe you're feeling like you're you're falling a little short, that God, you are the ultimate way maker and that you are going to use these moms and dads to invest in and develop their children to become the men and women you've called and created them to be. And God, we ask this all because of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, everybody, we love you. We hope that you all have an amazing week. Thanks, guys, for listening. God bless you all.